Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, Dumb Nation. Episode 300 in the house. What are we doing tonight? Well, we're going to take some questions, checking email and all social media. Got a few coming in from Global Thermonuclear War, the New World Order. No, not the wrestling one. And also oil. What are we going to do about gas prices and all of that stuff? Should be a fun one tonight. Stick with me. I'd appreciate it. I'll be right back after these messages. Navy veteran Matt Spear presents Don't Unfriend Me. Brutally honest. Experience matters. Facts, not feelings. To the point. And always direct. No safe spaces. You can agree or disagree. You can love him. You can hate him. Just don't unfriend him. Sit back. Relax. Don't Unfriend Me starts right now. Well, I appreciate everyone stopping by. My name is Matthew Spear. I'm the host of Don't Unfriend Me. Started this little shindig about 14 months ago. We're sitting at 68,000 follows and almost 50,000 likes. Real close on both. On the precipice, how can you contribute? Pretty simple. You can follow me at Don't Unfriend Me Show on all podcasts and social media platforms, except for Twitter and Getter. Those are at The Dumb Show. They have to be different, of course. You can also stop by my website at don'tunfriendly.com. Pick up some swag, some coffee, and some t-shirts. Why? Because I got into this business to sell t-shirts, according to some people. Folks, let's get into it right away. First question tonight from Jason. Is Putin playing possum? And I think what Jason's trying to say is there's been rumors that he's not using but a tenth of his military. It's a little bit of a slow roll. He's using older equipment. Well, this is what he has. And I will explain it in detail. People want to make Putin sound like this amazing general of the future. And honestly, he's not. Do you know what they say about Hanlon's razor? It says never attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by stupidity. There's absolutely no good reason for Russia not to win the war quickly and decisively. In fact, it's in their best interest. Russia needs to win this war quickly or not at all. Faking incompetence today to fight a lesser enemy tomorrow isn't going to work. Ukraine is getting stronger by the day. International support is increasing. Weapons are flowing into the country. Resolve is strengthening. Men and women both are being trained in the arts of war. Yes, this is patchy and slow, 
and it will take some time to take real effect. But every day Russia isn't winning new objectives and scoring new victories is a day Russia is losing. In the meantime, international sanctions are taking a bite out of the Russian economy. The stock exchange is closed for the third day. The ruble is tanking. There's a run on the banks at home, and every day more international investors pull out of Russia. This doesn't help the corrupt officials and oligarchs that support Putin. Every day, every hour even, that this lasting Russia grows weaker and Ukraine grows stronger, it hurts. Russia wanted to win the war in two days, used the third day to round up any remaining resistance, and actually announced a complete victory on day four at 8 a.m. in a pre-written article that was intercepted by our intelligence community. This was their plan. This was their whole plan, apparently. There is no genius master plan in the works. Putin screwed up so badly, he managed to surprise everyone. Next question. What advice would you give to Vladimir Zelensky? I'm assuming they're talking about me. Pretty simple. When it comes to advice on how to avoid annihilation in the face of superior odds, I'm taking advice from Vladimir Zelensky and not giving it. Next one, will Putin be forced into using nuclear weapons? What will the world do since he put his nukes on the ready? Well, not the first time he's done this. First off, you can't force someone to do anything. He has put himself in this position. He will need to get out of it by himself, or he'll be removed by the people of Russia, and a splinter faction of the government will step in, most likely a military leader. You might think that America and the NATO response would be to haul the nukes out of storage to the ready line, but there's this, something that happened in the yesteryear. Back in the Reagan administration, old Ronald Reagan believed that nuclear war was not a serious option. No one would survive, so therefore no one would actually do it. So he never took the nuclear war briefings from the services and ignored the matter completely. He had campaigned on a get-tough platform and had said he would destroy communism. Now to you and me, maybe that's just a campaign promise, but to the Kremlin, they got worried. Reagan ordered our bombers to test the Soviet defenses. Our pilots would fly up to the Soviet border, then turn away at the last second. This made Moscow very nervous. It's exactly what we would do if we were actually planning to catch them off guard. Then he ordered a war game exercise called Able Archer 83. It was a huge naval fleet that assembled, going through the motions to prepare for nuclear war. In those days, we had actual nuclear bombs on board aircraft carriers and real nuclear missiles on cruisers. The fleet sailed towards Russia, exercising the nuclear option. But Moscow's spy network wasn't perfect. The Soviets didn't know it was an exercise. Warsaw Pact bombers got ready. Polish, Czech, and East German pilots sat in their aircraft, loaded with actual live nuclear bombs, ready to take off and proceed to their targets at a moment's notice. Then, a funny thing happened. An American general officer in Europe, the head of Air Force Intelligence, was on duty that weekend. When he was informed that the Soviets were manning the cockpits, he thought about it, and he decided it must be an exercise, and he did nothing. When the Russians saw that our Air Force was not ready for instant war, they decided to stand down as well. About that time, Reagan saw the popular movie the day after and was shocked at the destruction a nuclear war would bring. Then he got the report from the CIA on how the Soviets had reacted to Able Archer 83. 
Reagan realized he had almost started World War III by accident. He was appalled. At that moment, Reagan stopped his bellicose threats and called up the premier and began a new era of dialogue and perestroika. Answer the question. Maybe Biden's best bet is to not get ready for nuclear war at all. Will Biden reopen the Keystone Pipeline now to lower the gas prices? This is an interesting one. First off, supply and demand set the price of oil, but rules and extra cost for permits to drill on government land reduce the supply by not making drilling profitable. Biden has increased the cost of permits to drill, and the left is say that 60% of the permits are not being utilized. Well, that has to do with COVID, the cost to produce, and the burden of new costs that the permits now hold. Inflation is also a key indicator, and Biden owns that like a case of the herpes. When Biden was inaugurated, he inherited a country that was energy independent. His progressive friends wouldn't stand for that. So Joe went full throttle to punish domestic oil producers in an attempt to kill fossil fuels. New taxes on the oil industry, new regulations on oil companies, canceled pipelines, took Onmore and Willow off the table, halted new oil leases, denying oil companies credit, appointing a banking commissioner who wants to bankrupt oil companies. There's more, but you get the drift. Domestic production is down 15%. Biden hasn't accomplished much in 10 months, but he has been successful in completely screwing up our country's energy supply. The costs are going through the roof now. Needless to say, voters aren't happy. The president decided a bit of deflection was in order at this time, and he released some oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve twice. None of the journalists bothered to ask how this would impact the supply of oil. Joe released enough oil to meet 2.6 days of demand. That's a metaphor for how the Democrats view the future of fossil fuels. Then he attacked the evil oil companies. They are making a profit. Every Democrat will tell you that can't be allowed to stand. All this is phony. The real answer to bringing down oil and gas prices is really simple. Drill, drill, drill. Now, the XL Keystone Pipeline. Now, this is where I might lose a few fans because I'm going to go against the narrative that you hear on Fox every day. The pipeline never carried a drop of oil, the XL Pipeline, but the Keystone Pipeline sure has, and it's still up and running and has been for years. Let's get one thing straight here. The oil that was to be exported to Texas by Canada was never intended to be used in the American market. It was being sent to Texas to be refined and exported abroad. And at no gain to the United States, the profits would all be going to Canada, whilst the oil would be going outside the U.S. Combine that with the fact that tar sands oil is horrifically corrosive and that the Keystone XL pipeline was being built to cross through a major aquifer, supplying five different states, and what you ended up with was a potential ecological disaster that would not only poison the water table of numerous states and make clean, safe water much harder to come by, but with the net benefit of nothing for the United States. Take note, you weren't getting the oil, folks. You weren't getting the profits. And we were getting all of the risk. By any reasonable analysis, that's a particularly dumb decision to make. Had the pipeline been redirected, it might have been a reasonable move, less dangerous to the water table and thus less dangerous to ordinary Americans in the event that the Keystone XL pipeline sprang a leak, which frankly, the original Keystone pipelines have done on numerous occasions, almost 800,000 gallons of oil. 
The counter argument that the oil must now be carried by truck or train isn't so bad, maybe for the leftists, because they don't care about flying around on Lear jets and trains are fine. Let's face it, a ground-based leak is easier to clean up, and trucks and trains have finite carrying capacity. A pipeline in which a leak uh, might not be detected for hours could ship thousands of gallons of corrosive oil in significantly higher quantities. Again, not worth the risk. Now you hear this all the time, and this is where education and indoctrination meet. I'm not saying the pipeline is a bad thing, but I can also see trudging through a water table is another recipe for Quaker State number five, like the Exxon Valdez. We'll see how popular that one is. Next question, Matt, do you know that biolabs are what Putin is doing in the Ukraine? He is the only one taking out the Nazis. This is Soros Obama versus Putin and the NWO from Dum Dum. The answer to your question, no. Folks, that's it for my show tonight. Thank you for watching. Don't unfriend me. I hope you enjoyed it. If not, come back tomorrow. You might like it a little better. 301, 300 episodes are in the books. That's pretty cool. And it's a milestone, just to say it's a milestone. At Don't Unfriend Me Show, please follow me. I'm on weeknights at 8.30 with Amy and Leroy, two good friends. If you wouldn't mind giving us a like, share, and subscribe, we would appreciate it. Lastly, but not leastly, two words that one of them isn't real. Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Press 1. Do me a favor. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. It is way too many. Anxiety, depression, TBI, post-traumatic stress, all very real. And veterans need to talk to somebody. They need the help. Remember, mental health is physical health. If you could do me a favor, forward this number on to a veteran. If that doesn't work, reach out to me. I will help you make that call. And last but not least, did it right that time. It is 100% anonymous, free of charge, and if you are a civilian, they will not turn you away. Thank you for watching. Remember, we can agree, we can disagree, you can love me, you can hate me, just don't unfriend me. Send any questions you have to owner at don'tunfriendme.com or hate mail. Both will do just fine. See you tonight at 8.30 and tomorrow night for another show. Good night.